0: Amen. Y'all give God a good hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to tell you Merry Christmas as we kick off this morning's message. And I am excited for you about Christmas this year. If you would begin to open up your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 9 this morning, beginning in verse number 6. And if you are watching us online this morning, I want to say welcome to TWBC. Grab your Bibles wherever you're at, whether that be a hospital room, whether that be in your house, or whether that be at your job site. Open up the app on your phone. Open up your Bibles to Isaiah, chapter number 9, beginning in verse number 6. And that's where we're going to kick off this this morning's message on our Christmas series, Oh Christmas Tree. And the title of this morning's message is... Two Trees. Two Trees is the title of this morning's message. And as you're finding Isaiah chapter number 9, verse number 6, hey, I want you to jump in and jump on board uh, January 13th, January 20th, and January 27th. Those three Sundays are amazing. Mark them on your calendar as we are going to launch into next year's vision of next Steps. It is your spiritual orientation into your fulfillment in the kingdom of God right here at TWBC. We're going to let you know all about us as a church. We're going to find out all about you as an amazing contributor to TWBC in the kingdom of God. And also we're going to find where you belong, how you have a specific place to fit right here at TWBC to call home. And this is a, this is what we've been working on for about the last eight months We're going, we develop this. Pastor Damon's put a lot of man hours into this, developing this. Next steps. We want to find out not just what you can do, but how you can truly be fulfilled as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. We no longer want you operating in the body of Christ out of obligation, out of a slavery mentality. We want you to be a son and a daughter in the kingdom and operate out of a place of fulfillment. And so we've geared up everything in the church for all of next year for next steps and group life finding a place to serve to grow to know to be a part of the kingdom of god but first we want to find out who you are where you fit and how you belong right here at TWBC so you can serve and be fulfilled in every area of your life. Also, if you have a child at TWBC and you have not been a part of the TWBC Advent calendar that we're doing, open up your TWBC SS app and on there under the TWBC Kids, there's our Advent calendar and it's an online Advent calendar where you can build up to Christmas Day, teaching your kids on a daily basis a part of the Christmas, story of what Jesus Christ came for and what he's doing in our lives. And I'll tell you this, parents, it's not a bad idea for you to do it for yourself, not just do it for your kids. And so I want to encourage you in that. And then finally, January the 6th, everybody say January 6th. Hey, next year is the biggest year, I believe, in the history of TWBC. Next year's our 20th year as a church. And next year we have a lot of awesome stuff that we're gearing up to do and accomplish. And so as it's being our biggest year as a church, I truly believe it spiritually will be. I truly believe in every way physically it will be. We want to do something on January 6th called 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. Kicking off that Sunday, January 6th, we're going to fast and pray for 21 days. 21 days and we're going to seek God we're going to set apart our lives to be holy and set apart consecrated is what that means for the kingdom of God and for God's purposes and we know this when we sacrifice something in our life God is always faithful to come and we will hear his voice in a new way, a fresh way, so you can find out what your next step is. So we can, as a church, find out where to grow and what to do and and what God's wanting to accomplish in his kingdom right here through TWBC. So January 6th, put that on your calendar. We're kicking off 21 days of prayer and fasting, and it's going to be an amazing time as we do that. And so um, as we're looking in our Bibles this morning to the gospel, or the gospel, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number nine, beginning in verse number six, I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. Okay. I want everybody to stand this morning as I read this scripture. And here's the reason I want you to stand this morning because I want you to make an intentional physical change in your posture to hear the word of God differently than you normally would hear it. An intentional physical change in your posture from seated to standing To show that you are ready to hear the word of God differently than you've ever heard it. And I I really believe this, and I didn't say this in first service, that as you're listening to this morning's message, if you have the thought come across your mind, wow, so-and-so should have heard this, it's for you. Many times the biggest trap of the enemy, Pastor Derek, is when we're sitting here and God's speaking to us, and you think so-and-so needed that, Well, that so-and-so is you that needs it. It may be for them. Good, send them the link to the video. Send them the Facebook message that is streaming live on right now. But don't be deceived that thinking this is for somebody else when actually when that thought crosses your mind, many times it means that thought is for you. So as we read this uh, uh, verse out of Isaiah chapter number 9, jump in here with me on this. And it says, For to us a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Amen. Say that with me. Say Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Say this. He is mine. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and my Prince of Peace. Now give him a hand clap this morning because that's who he is in your life. As you're being seated this morning, I want you to make an intentional effort to understand this. Who Jesus Christ is. It says he is the Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful counselor and as Isaiah is prophesying these words He is fully aware of who the godhead is the trinity is the father the son and the holy spirit And he says he is wonderful counselor and the bible says this about the holy spirit He will lead you and guide you in all truth. He is the wonderful truth giver the wonderful counselor So as he declares this about jesus christ and I specifically Lined out time in my time frame of this message this morning just to brag on god for a little bit Is that okay? Can I brag on who Jesus Christ is? It says he is the wonderful counselor. Because of Jesus Christ, the Bible says when he was baptized and came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit came and rested on him and remained. The key to that whole verse is, and remained. So many times in our life, as we read the Bible, we read where the Spirit of God came upon David and he wrote great Psalms and he was a great leader of Israel, but when he passed away, the Spirit of God went back up and remained with Christ and the Father and in the heavenlies, but with Jesus the Bible says this, the Spirit of God came upon him and remained. He is wonderful counselor, the giver of truth. He opened up a pathway for the Spirit of God, not just to come up on you but dwell in you as a deposit guaranteeing your salvation and what is to come and i love how we phrase it at twbc the holy spirit is in you for you it's on you for those around you and so i want the holy spirit the wonderful counselor to come up on you and rest and not just rest but remain amen thank you jesus and then it says wonderful counselor then he goes on to say mighty god And notice he's talking all about the same person. He's talking about all the Godhead, the power of God manifesting in Jesus Christ because it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. A singular person. And it says, He is the wonderful counselor, the truth giver, mighty God. He's going to come and show the power of God Almighty on this earth. It says, He's the everlasting Father. How can unto us a son be given but be the everlasting father all in the same? Do you understand who Jesus Christ is showing himself as as he walks this earth? He's showing himself as the ability for the believer to walk in the fullness of who God truly is right here in a lost and broke and dying world and to show the goodness of all that heaven has to offer. And he declares he is this wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus on that. And what that means right there is that term peace, it literally means nothing missing, nothing broken nothing missing nothing broken paul goes on to describe it like this it's the peace of god that transcends all your understanding it guards your heart and your mind notice the differentiation there it guards your heart it guards where the spirit of god resides and it resides in your mind it guards your heart and your mind in christ jesus the son that was given to us who is wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and prince of peace and he is worthy to be worshiped can i get an amen this morning man i love where we're gonna go in this christmas series this this year and it's called oh christmas tree oh christmas tree is the title of the series that we're going into this year and i want to encourage you some of you who are grumpy about christmas time is anybody in the room don't you don't have to admit this if you're ever i'll just say if you're ever if you're ever grumpy about christmas time from the balcony to the first row amen this touches all of us hallelujah i was in walmart yesterday and i wasn't christmas happy hallelujah amen thank you Jesus so it touches all of us if you're ever grumpy about Christmas time I want to encourage you in the songs that we sing during worship just because it may not be a traditional style Christmas song like oh come all ye faithful that we ended with but it may be like the first song that we started with I want to tell you if it is declaring who the Christ the son of the living God is not just the baby in the manger but all the way to the man who died on the cross and was raised again in newness of life And is now resurrected seated at the right hand of God where he's got a place for you right there with him If it's declaring who Jesus is it can be classified as a Christmas song You just got to get out of your religious Christmas mindset and get into the spirit Hallelujah of Christmas And watch what God can do because what more of a Christmas song is there than this? Imagine this this song that we sang first this morning Great are you, Lord. It's simply a replay of what happened to the shepherds. It's a replay of what happened to the shepherds. Now listen to this. And the Bible says this in Luke 2, and you don't have to put this up on the screen, guys. Just, Just listen. And it says, in the same region there were shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you, born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among whom he is well pleased or who his favor rests and this morning we sang a song all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you Lord isn't it good to be a part of the generation that can join in with the angels singing not just have to watch the angels say but we can join in with the angels As they sing and begin to declare, all the earth will shout your praise. This heart will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord, and declare that the glory of God that they were talking about is manifesting now here in the earth where we're talking about. Amen. I'm telling you, it is Christmas season. And I want you to not just receive the spirit of Christmas, I want you to receive the spirit of Christ. And the moss or the celebration of Christmas that comes with it. As we jump into this morning's message, the title of this morning's message is Two Trees two trees. And as we enter the Christmas season, we celebrate Advent. What is Advent? If you grew up in the in, in a liturgical style church like me, which is they do very traditional things uh, along the way, you always celebrated Advent every year. Advent is the expectant anticipation of the birth or coming of the Christ, the anointed one. And we celebrate Advent, the expected anticipata- anticipation of the coming of the Christ. We do it for and we celebrate his birth that happened 2,000 some years ago. But we also celebrate the season of it every year as a remembrance. But in the, uh, who we are as a new creation in Christ Jesus, we have the anticipation and looking forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ behold he comes with the clouds of heaven Ooh, come on now wait till the third message of this series when I get into that Ooh, I'm just telling you it's gonna get good and so this is just the preface message of all the, the the next three that you're gonna hear the next two that you're gonna hear and so as we celebrate the advent the expectant anticipation of the coming and the birth of Jesus we celebrate Christ meaning the anointed one so when you break down the word Christmas into Christ and mas, Christ means the anointed one. Mas means to celebrate. So what we are saying every time you say Mary Christmas is be happy, joyful, full, and abounding with joy because we are celebrating the anointed one and his anointing. See, I don't want you to get in the spirit of Christmas. I want you to get into the spirit of Christ, celebrating because we're happy and joyful, something to be joyful about because we're celebrating the anointed one, the one who came to set captives free, the one who came to raise the dead. We're celebrating the anointed one. And we do this with the mas, the mas celebrating means to celebrate with, So as we jump into this message this morning, I want us to be very clear at TWBC what we celebrate this time of year. We celebrate Christ, the anointed one. During this season that the world would call Christmas. But as a believer, if every song you sing doesn't celebrate the anointed one, it's not a worship song. As a believer, if everything that we do does not celebrate the anointed one, It's really not Christmas. It may be a tradition that your family holds or the church holds or a religion holds, but Christmas is celebrating the anointed one and his anointing. And like I said at the beginning of this message, if you're thinking somebody's gotta hear that, you are that somebody, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. So let's celebrate him this year like never before. And so with this, we celebrate the meaning of Christmas, but often we spend time focusing on one tree when it takes two trees to make Christmas complete. Pastor Corey, if you would bring out this morning tree number one, y'all give Corey a hand clap this morning. As he brings out tree number one throughout this whole series, we're gonna have two trees on each side of the platform and we will discuss what the two trees truly mean. And so for the first time in my life, I bought a real live Christmas tree Woo! y'all give the Christmas tree a hand clap this morning it's awesome I hope it stays that green throughout the duration of the series and bring it to life and so on this we love the first tree Why do we love the first tree? Because we may buy it like this, but it ends up looking like this one on the platformer, this very large one over here to my left and your right. And we love the tree because why? We love the lights. We love the ornaments. We love the gifts. And in fact, we arrange and rearrange everything in the house to accommodate this one tree. Can I get an amen on that? And I'm not saying we did this in our house. But some of us have to move a table out of the the, the living area and put it in a bedroom. But to move the table from the living area to the bedroom, i got to move a chair out of the bedroom and put it in a kid's bedroom. So the table and the chairs that are in this room, I didn't say I, did I? Some people have to the table and the chairs that's in this part of the house gets moved to this part of the house and bless the little boy in his room that doesn't have room anymore because the chair had to go into his room over here all to accommodate this some people do that some people actually rearrange the house to accommodate the first tree and with this, we love the first tree because of the ornaments, the gifts, and we arrange, rearrange everything in the house. In fact, it becomes the focal point and the attractional piece for the whole season that we call Christmas. And as a believer, it is Christ, Moss, and the celebration of it. But what if? What if? For a moment, we thought about it like this. What if just for a moment, the first tree, the Christmas tree, was created by God for the sole purpose of becoming the second tree? The title of this message, as I mentioned earlier, is what? Two trees. And as Pastor Derek brings out the second tree, what if just for a moment, everything that God created the first tree for was so that it would become the second tree. Throughout this whole series, we are going to reference the first tree and the second tree. What if, just for a moment, as we look at the second tree, this is the tree that held the body of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, And I will emphasize this. He is the only way. The only truth. And the only life. And no one comes to the Father. God the Father Almighty. Except through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ alone. I will not make a mistake in letting you think there is any other way to come to the Father. Except through His only Son. And don't throw out the loving God argument. If he's a loving God, he would provide another way. No, he told you the only way. (laughs) That's how loving he is. There's one path to him and he gave it directly to you to come. There is one path to him and he told you exactly how to come to him there is one path to him and he crucified him on a cross for you he raised him from the dead for you he rolled a whole book about him just for you and he gave you the instruction path to get to him through him just for you so don't make a mistake about is he a loving God of course he's a loving God he moved heaven and earth to show you the only way to him <laughs> please don't make that mistake the second tree the tree that held the body of our savior, the tree that his body hung on and his precious blood ran down the tree. Wait till next week's message. (laughs) That's so good next week. I'm excited. I'll start preaching it now if I'm not careful. (laughs) The tree that his blood washed, the tree that carried the death of Jesus Christ what if the only reason for the first tree the seed of God's word that Isaiah planted in Isaiah 9 6 and he shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father and prince of peace and with those words the tree was planted the first tree was planted only to become the second tree and now what if for a moment you are the second tree. Now, let's clarify what I'm saying here. You are the tree. You're not hanging on the tree. You become the tree. The tree that holds the body of our Savior. The tree that our Savior hung on. The tree. You become the tree that carries the death of Jesus Christ. What if there was a verse of Scripture we're not a lot of what is what if there was a verse of scripture that didn't say maybe let's speculate let's imagine but it actually says you are the one who carries the death of Jesus Christ open up your Bibles to 2nd Corinthians chapter number 4 verse number 7 2nd Corinthians chapter number 4 verse number 7 and as we read this passage of scriptures, I want you to begin to understand that you are not a symbolic of the second tree. You are the second tree that carries the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. But with that, his life shines through you. Verse number seven says this, but we have this treasure. What is the treasure? Some of you say, oh, it's just Jesus. Jesus. If you ever use the terms just and Jesus together, you're wrong. Because there's no such thing as just Jesus because he's not that simple. He is the son of God himself. He is God almighty that walked the face of this earth and laid aside the prerogatives of deity. All the benefits of deity of what that means. All the benefits of being God himself. He laid it aside and walked this earth so there's no way you can say he's just Jesus. And you cannot ever say it's just the resurrection because with the resurrection he made all things new to bring it back to an original state. And so the Bible says, but we have this treasure what is the treasure it's not just the life of jesus it's not just the death of jesus it's not just the resurrection of jesus it's not just the ascension of jesus it's not just that jesus intercedes for you right now on a daily basis it is all that wrapped up in one knowing that he in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and you have that treasure living on the inside of you and the bible says this but we have this treasure In jars of clay. Man was made out of the dust of the ground in the book of Genesis, the Bible says. Read the first couple chapters. They're some of the most exciting. Hey, I'll tell you this the first two chapters of Genesis and the last two chapters of Revelation, most exciting four chapters in the whole Bible. The rest is full of mess, (laughs) right? Of God redeeming a sinful, lost people to himself. But Genesis 1 and 2 shows the original, what it should be like. Revelation, the last two chapters, show where we're headed to. So praise God, if he started from here and we're ending in the same place, whoo, we're on our way around, amen. It's coming full circle. And so, so listen to this. But we have this treasures and jars of clay talking about you and talking about me. And I want to encourage you in this. Jars are made to contain something. Can I get an amen on that? How many of you want to put some of your most precious whatever it is of a liquid item in a jar that's broke. No one would ever think of that. You see a shattered pot on the grass, like, I'm going to use that to pour all my most valuable possessions into whatever it may be. And I hear people say all the time, well, light shines through a broken jar a lot better. You've got your intellect messed up. Not only your intellect, but your theology messed up because jars were not supposed to contain light jars were supposed to contain something to hold them a lamp is for light a jar is a container that is supposed to hold something and asking god to break your jar of clay he said i use the cross to make you whole so you could contain the treasure you're wanting to crack and leak it all out So not only is our intellect messed up, because a jar is not meant to be broken. A jar is meant to be a container, hallelujah, where it can intentionally hold something and intentionally pour something out, hallelujah. A light, on the other hand, is something different. A light is supposed to shine brightly. A light is supposed to shine brightly. And so when you read the Bible, he says you are a jar, He also says, you are the light of the world. So what your job is, is to be the jar that intentionally pours out the light. You're supposed to be a carrier of it and a container of it. I don't understand why people want their most valuable thing in their life just to leak out on somebody. Nobody ever likes to be leaked on, hallelujah. Amen, (laughs) thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all get that later. Amen. Everybody likes to have the anointing poured on them. And because as a church we want God to do it all and us to do nothing. We're asking God to break us so the light in us can shine forth to make the light shine forth. And you go and do and become. Now listen, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show what? To show the surpassing Power belongs to God. What is the surpassing power? The power that is passing by. What is the surpassing power? It is the life, the death, the burial, the ascension, the resurrection, the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God on the church. It is that surpassing power that the Bible says belongs to God and you are supposed to be a vessel that contains that surpassing power, not a broken thing that where it leaks out, but a container so God can use you to pour it out intentionally where he wants it And if you read the Bible, that's over the face of the whole earth. Amen. So with this, to show that this surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And it says, we are afflicted in every way, but we're the jar that's not crushed. Amen. Well, come on now. That's good stuff. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to a place of despair. Amen. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken or left alone. We may be struck down, but we're not destroyed. Always carrying in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also manifest in our bodies. So, with that being said, it's not what if you are the second tree, it is you are the one carrying around in your body the death of jesus christ so that the life of jesus christ may manifest in your body that's just what it says it's still up there on the screen i can see it on my screen it's the same thing on your screen and my screen so with this being said how in the world do we as the body of christ accomplish what God is calling to accomplish we have to realize in order to be shine bright the way we want to like the first tree we got to know why and what we carry in the second tree we got to know why and what we carry in the second tree now listen let's talk about this just for a minute let's talk about some attributes of the second tree The second tree says this, it's to show the power, to show the surpassing power that belongs to God and not to us. And the Bible says, you are the light of the world. And I referenced this a few minutes ago. And the Bible says, you are the light of the world. If we want to shine bright like a decorated first tree, we must understand the power that goes through the first tree as a believer comes from the second tree if we want to be the light of the world we got to acknowledge the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ because only through the death and burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ does Matthew 28 happen where it says all authority or power in heaven and in earth has, given, has been given unto me therefore you go into all nations so with this being said if you want to shine bright with the power of the first tree You must acknowledge where the power comes from in the second tree. If you want to have the strength of the first tree, the Bible says this, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed we are perplexed but not driven to despair we are persecuted but not forsaken we're struck down but we're not destroyed when we see the first tree we see the power running through it the gifts that are ordained on it the the decorations and everything that's on it and we love how much it can hold on the tree but the power or the strength of the tree comes from the core of the tree not just the branches that it's hanging on so I want to ask you really quick How is the core of your life? The core of your spiritual walk? How is the trunk of your life? What is it like? I love what Lindsay said in worship this morning. When something bad hits her, she stops for 10 seconds and goes back to the core. And then says, great are you, Lord. You're greater than the kid moment, amen. You're greater than the Walmart moment of last night that Pastor Joel had, amen. Amen and here's what i love about the strength the core of the tree too many times in modern church today we want all the things that make the tree look pretty but we don't want to do what it takes to develop the strength to hold it up we love the gifts we love the fruit and the fruit of the gifts the fruit and the gifts always go hand in hand The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They always go hand in hand. And I'm telling you, last night, when I was walking through Walmart, I did not go back to my core, and I think I lost every piece of fruit that I had. Amen. I'm telling you. The season comes around, and people just get crazy. I mean, it just, it is. Don't go to Walmart, like, it's, it's nuts, man. Save yourself from this corrupt generation. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding going way off track here we want the fruit oh we want to have joy overflowing Oh, we want to have the gifts that the Bible talks about. And the fruit and the gifts are all the wonderful things that make the tree look awesome. Not realizing that if you want all the things to hold on the tree that make it look awesome, how is the core, the very center point where the strength of the tree comes from? The strength of the first tree and the gifts and the fruit and everything on it comes from the power that's in the second tree. And I'm telling you as a church, we're not going after fruit We're not going after gifts, we're going after the anointing. The Bible says this, it is the anointing that removes burdens and destroys yokes. And if we go after the anointing, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one who possesses the anointing, when we go after the anointing, he's going to enable the church with fruit and gifts to make all the anointing come to pass. But so many times people want to go after the decoration and not the strength of the anointing that empowers Come on now. We're going after something here. We're going after the anointing. Finally, we talk about the power. We talk about the strength. But it says all that is created for this. Always carrying around in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also be manifested in our bodies. When we see the life of the first tree, Which is the born again us, the new creation. The power, the strength, and the life. The born again you, the new created you, the power, all the glory of it that there is. Comes from the second tree. The one that acknowledges Jesus Christ. The one that acknowledges Jesus Christ. And carries in his body the death of Jesus so that his life may be manifested in our same bodies. The Bible says it like this. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it, it profiteth nothing. It is fruitful for nothing. But when it dies, it produces a harvest. Come on, man. This is so good. We got to acknowledge. And some of you, don't think of somebody else. I want you to check yourself on this some of you this morning have entered a season in your life where you had a season of great life and then just like a normal tree you went into a season of dormancy and because you got lost in a season of dormancy you never came back out into a fresh new life. I want to ask you this morning will you go back to the cross the second tree and acknowledge the death of of Jesus in your life so he can pull you out of a dormant season, pull you out of a season where you have no leaves, a season where you have no fruit, a season where you're producing nothing, a season where your branches are bare, a season where everybody sees it on you and they're wondering what happened to you. Will you come back to a place and acknowledge the death of Jesus so his life can then begin to manifest inside you again? I always love when I think about the day I got born again, the day I died to myself and I said, I don't want to live any longer, but I want Christ to live in me. I want to acknowledge and carry around the death of Jesus so I can have new life on June 22nd, 1988. And whenever I'm in a bad place in my life, I go back to that moment and say, I'm not going to remain dormant. I'm not going to remain fruitless. I'm not going to remain with no leaves. In fact, I'm going to go to my strength, my core, which is Jesus Christ, the life giver where the roots are planted and begin to come into new life, new fruition and a new place in Christ Jesus. Some of you in the house this morning morning this is you and you've been dormant for way too long but I'm calling you to come back to life calling you to come back to life if the word Christ means anointed one and mas means to celebrate and the title of this series is oh Christ mas tree oh anointed celebrating tree I'm going to ask you a quick question. Which tree is the anointed one? I want you to come to the anointed tree that we carry around in our body the death of Jesus Christ so that through that he can bring life and manifest his life in your body. Some of you in this room this morning have never made a decision, Pray to prayer that says, Jesus, I want that life. If you're watching online, if you're here in person, if you need new life and you've never prayed a prayer that says, Jesus, give me life, I want you to pray a prayer. If you're watching online, you'll see it right at the end of this video. You'll see a prayer that will lead you into a new life, a new relationship in Christ Jesus. If you're physically in the house, I want you to go to one of the people on the sides of this auditorium. If you're in the balcony, make your way down now because there's people waiting to pray a prayer that says new life is coming into you right now and the dead you is going to come alive like you've never experienced before. If you're in the room and you're dormant this morning, and you have had no life for a while, and you're in a season and you know you made Jesus Christ Savior of your life, I want you to come to a place where you're saying, I'm pulling out of dormancy. I'm pulling out of being dormant, pulling out of being fruitless, pulling out of being leafless, and I'm going to go back to the core of who I know that I am, believing in the death of my Lord and Savior, the resurrection of my Lord and Savior. And as I carry around His death, He promises to give me new life. I want you to come to a place this morning where you come alive in Christ Jesus. And I said this in first service and I'll do it again in this service. And I'm going to roll it out here to make it a little bit more convenient. Some of you have been carrying around burdens that you were never supposed to carry around. And I want you just to physically come and lay your hands on here and say, Jesus, I give you every burden that's causing me death. And I lay it at your feet so you can give me life. And just come. And I believe. I believe because you're willing to do a physical action, he'll do a spiritual transformation and a physical transformation. I believe because you by faith will walk up and say I'm giving you my burdens I'm giving you my doubts I'm giving you my fears I'm giving you my sickness I'm laying them all on what the cross paid for in exchange as you give him your lack he gives you his plenty and you don't got to spend time weeping and bawling and snotting all over the cross you simply have to come up here by faith and say I'm transferring my burdens to the foot of the cross And with that, my hands are empty to receive all that the Father would have for me. And I'm telling you, a step of faith will change your life. So stand with me this morning. If you need to pray a prayer for new life, I want you to go to one of the people on the sides of the auditorium or pray this prayer on the video. If you need to come out of a dormant season, go to one of the people on the sides of the auditorium where they'll pray a prayer of faith, a prayer of encouragement, a prayer of healing. But a lot of you, I truly believe, need to come and just transfer some burdens from your life to the foot of the cross. And your physical step of faith will cause a spiritual domino effect in your life. To be, yeah, come on, you guys can go ahead and come. I, we don't have to finish. Let's go. If God is calling you to take the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, just line up between section one and two. And I'm gonna pray this prayer. And when I say amen, I don't want you to look around. Because it isn't for somebody who isn't here. It's for you that is here. And if you're watching online, it's for you that's watching online. It's not for the person you're thinking of. This is all about you this morning. Acknowledging the anointed tree. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, by faith. I just declare that new life enters this room. As people make Jesus Lord of their life, as people understand they're coming out of a dormant season, as people transfer their burdens to the foot of the cross, they receive new life in you. And as they come, I pray that your spirit flow mightily on them. The altars are open. Begin to move in three, two, one. Begin to come.